Uh, if you have a Bible, you can, uh, you can turn to Galatians chapter 5. That's where we're going to end up. Um, but uh, as we're making our way to Galatians chapter 5, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about you know, Independence Day. Obviously, today is actual Independence Day, July 4th, uh, which is also uh, Tom Cruise's birthday, right? Uh, who? Huh? Uh, I know, lame jokes are, are, are starting. But no, uh, today is the day in, in which uh, we celebrate the independence uh, from Great Britain uh, that happened in... Uh, okay, little history question. That happened in... Uh, 1776. Yes, very good. Um Man alive, are we, are we, how many of you were out late last night watching fireworks? Yeah, yeah some of us, yeah. Uh, poor, uh, poor Tackus family. Uh, Zach was telling me they got attacked by fireworks last night. Everybody's okay, but just traumatized for life. Um, but, uh. I was, you know, I think that it's interesting that that we celebrate the, the, this day of this independence, um, knowing that uh, what this nation was founded on was complete dependence, and that's what we're going to talk about today. If you have notes, you can write down uh, the big idea, and I want to talk a little bit about the independence, you know, the Independence Day. But the big idea is this: independent from, dependent on. So as we're working through this, just think about independent from dependent on. Yes, we're talking about uh, our, our nation was uh, independent from uh, Great Britain, but even our, our nation as it was founded was dependent upon something. Now, if you know your history, and most of you do, uh, the, we know that this nation is one nation. Hey, welcome back, Danny. Uh, one nation, what? Under God, right? That's not just a, a catchphrase. Oh, this seems like it'd be a cool thing. We want to just try to get God's blessing, so we'll just slap it on our money. No, it, 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 it's not uh, something that, that is, uh, should be taken lightly. Uh, our, our nation, if you go back through your history books, was founded upon the Word of God. And because our nation was founded upon the Word of God, our nation, unlike any other nation, other than the nation of Israel, our nation, unlike any other nation, has, is rooted in what God has said and what God has communicated to, to his, his creation. So when, when we think about this, where am I going with all this? When we talk about one nation under God, or we, to, or we see signs like uh, what, what, what uh, Pastor Rich has on his sign up, up the road, God bless America. That's not something that the, the politicians just, you know, they use just to get the, the, the religious people on board with them, although that's why they use it. But the reality is when we say God bless America, we can say that knowing that God has blessed America. And the reason that God has blessed America is because America was founded upon his word. So the, the, the pilgrims, when they uh, um, set sail from, uh, um, from England over there, from across the pond, the reason that they set sail, and, and, and I, 
forgive me if you already know this, but I think that this is important, especially on a day like today. The reason that they set sail is because they could not practice. When I say practice, you understand. They could not practice their faith in God the way in which the Bible explained it to be practiced. It was dictated by the government, and they could not do what they wanted to do. So they said, you know what? Let's take a trip. They, they were setting out for three hour, like a three-hour tour, but um, so Gilligan? Yeah! Come on now. Um, but, but no, they, they ended up here in, in the New World, and the whole reason was that they didn't like the way the Church of England was teaching. They didn't want to get caught into heresy that was, was finding its ways inside the church. So when they did set sail, when they did uh, land here in, the, in the, the New World, where did they land? Plymouth Rock. You guys didn't think you were going to have a history exam when you came to church today, did you? No? No, history was not, was not my forte either. Um, but, hey, it's important. But from the beginning of our nation, from the beginning, gospel community was the focus. When I say gospel community, I think this is important because it, we should understand that our lives are to be centered on uh, God and are to be centered on who Christ is because if our lives aren't uh, gospel-centered and our communities aren't gospel-centered, there's going to be an easy fraction that's going to uh, happen. The fra or I should say fracture, not fraction. Well, it could be. There's a line, right? There's going to be easy fracture that, that, that can happen because the devil wants to come in and split up uh, families, want to split up marriages, want to split up relationships. But what we have to, 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 to look at and we, what we have to really understand is, like as Colossians 1 says, that, it, that in Christ, all things are held together. And, and if we think about that, we, we, we think about everything in our lives. And I know that that's not the, 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 the most important um, way in which our, our, our world views uh, the, the Christian religion or even Christ himself. Oh, yeah, he's important, but he's not important enough to be center in my life. Well, what we have to do is we have to get away from, like the pilgrims, away from the, the, the heresy, away from uh, uh, the, the, the false teaching and the false view of, of what is being imposed upon us, I'm not saying that we run and go back over sea. I'm saying that we get away from there's plenty of ways in which we can uh, uh, um, not be involved in things. But we get away from all that so that we can have Christ centered in our life. Because it's when Christ is centered in our life that new birth happens. That, that, that a foundation is set that it can be built upon. And that a foundation as a, a, our nation that is how many years old now? Somebody do the math. 245, right? Okay. 245 years old. A, a, a nation that, that has been termed by, by historians and people, the greatest nation on, uh, in history. Why? Because it was founded upon God's Word. I, I found this quote as I was going through um, a bunch of stuff uh, you know, you know, for today. And it's, it's a quote by John Adams. John Adams was the, what president? Second, right? 
Okay, good. You guys are doing good. You guys got like a B minus so far. <sighs> Group activity, you know, should be a little bit higher. But John Adams says this, the second president of the United States. He, 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 he actually wrote this in his, uh, his autobiography. <clears throat> I did not read his autobiography. I was looking for a quote. I grabbed a quote. So no, I did not read the whole autobiography. It's like four or five volumes long. It's a big, long thing. Uh, important man. <clears throat> he says this, or wrote this. Suppose a nation in some distant region, so he's, he's imagining, saying, hey, imagine this. Suppose a nation in some distant region should take the Bible for their only law book, and every member should regulate his conduct by the precepts there exhibited. Every member would be obliged in, con in conscience to temperance, frugality, and industry, to justice, kindness, charity toward his fellow men, and to piety, love, and reverence toward Almighty God. What a utopia. What a paradise would this region be. He says, what he's writing is like, what if? What if we had a nation that, that, that was so uh, um, in, in love with Jesus, they said, you know what, we want to follow what He has said, and our lives want to be dictated by what He has said, what He has commanded us to do. We want to actually live as disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not saying that, that like, we don't want to, but <clears throat> think about it this way. When Jesus was getting ready to ascend into heaven, what were his final words as he was ascending into heaven? This is a Bible question. This isn't a history question. Well, it's kind of history Bible, whatever. What, what, what did he say? Go and make disciples. Yes, go to all the nations and, and make disciples. What? Teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. So just, just think about this. If, like what John Adams is saying here, like what if there was a place that people were actually living as disciples of Christ. Now, I, I say all that with the, 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 the belief that we can live as disciples of Christ. Will we stumble and will we fall? Yes, Jesus' disciples did that as well, and they were physically with him. But what if, when we're talking about it today, that we're celebrating the independence of our nation, what if we just had a time to reflect and look back and say, okay, yes, we're independent, but what if, what if I, because I know that it's easy to say, you know what, Lee, that's a good idea. We should do that. And nothing happens. Yeah, we, that is fantastic. I, I mean, we, we, that would just, that would change the world. Well, how does that start? One at a time, right? Let, me, let it begin with me. Let, let, let me start in all of this. So I, it, it's, it's really a call to action. Not now, some may, may be like, oh I, oh, I just want to just tell me about the stars and the stripes and let me go. I got a picnic I got to get to. Who's going, who has picnics today? Who has picnics they don't want to go to today? Has family, right? No, but, but understand that like, we, our mindset has to be different. We can't just say, yes, 
God bless America. And then just go out and just use God's name in vain. Uh, maybe you're not cursing, but uh, what he has promised and given and blessed you with in a way that doesn't honor him. What if we just, just took a step back and say, yes, we're in an independent nation, but we're a nation that is fully dependent upon God. And, and I'm not going to get political and everything. I mean, it, it can turn there very quickly. You, you all have your own opinions on where the nation's going and everything. I think that whether you're uh, um, uh, a, a Democrat or Republican or conservative or conservative or liberal, whatever, what, what, what we can agree on is there's a change that's happening. And this change that's happened is not a good change. And really the change that's happening is a drifting away from what we were founded upon. Now, I, I, I say all of that to, to, yes, to stir in us. Yeah, I want, I, want to, I want to see something different. Well, the difference starts with us. The difference starts with each individual. You can't say, because I heard, that, I was reading another book one time, and, and, and it said something, this guy said, don't try to take the speck out of your brother's eye when there's a log in your own eye. Some guy named Jesus, right? <clears throat> Understand that, that, that there's a lot in which we can do. Too often what we try to do is we try to change everyone else instead of changing what needs to be changed on, on us. And, and I think that that's where, where when Paul is talking to this church in Galatia, when he's talking to, to the, the, these churches that, that there's been some heresy that has crept into the church, he's reminding them of the truth he, he reminds them of what has already taken place. He reminds them that it's for freedom you've been set free. And I think that that's a, a battle cry in which we should have. We, we should have as Americans saying, we're free because of what we've been founded upon. Yeah, there, you, you turn on the news and you see people burning flags and all this stuff. You know what? As someone who has served and has had friends that have given their lives for this great country, does it make me angry? Absolutely, it makes me angry. But at the same time, I can look and I can chuckle and I can say, it's only because of guys like me and this guy and this guy and this guy and others of us who have served in here that this numbskull can do that. Yes, he's free to be an idiot. But you know what? It doesn't mean that I need to stoop to that level. It, well, what I need to do is I, I need to, to, to stand firm, and, and this is what we're going to see here in a moment. Just because I'm free doesn't mean that I can have a, that license to, to live however I want. We're free. We're, we, we, are, we are independent. We are, we've been set free from sin through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But because we are independent from sin, we, we're not bound by sin, we are dependent upon Him. We're dependent upon Christ and what He has done. And the reason that we have to have that mentality is because if we don't, we're going to let all of the sin control our lives. And that's what's happening here in, in, in Galatians. Look at Galatians chapter 5. <clears throat> Excuse me. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 1, I'm, I'm going to, I'll, how about this? I'll read 1 through 15, and I, I just want to highlight a, a few of these verses. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. 
Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from Him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will, you will take no other view. And the one who is trouble, troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. But if I, brothers, preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle, unsettle you would emasculate themselves. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Now when Paul is writing this, he's writing to this church that is dealing with some stuff that's coming in. Paul is reminding them, yeah, there are people who are coming in here and say, yes, you need circumcision. Now, it's not all about the, the circumcision. What, what, what the, 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 the big idea is that, yeah, as you say you want to follow Christ, you've also got to follow the law. You, you have to follow, if you really want to, to, to be a, a Christian, a follower of Christ, you follow Him, but you also follow us. And I say us because at that time there was a lot of extra laws that were added to the law of Moses. So, so these guys that are coming in there, they were saying, all right, Dan, you say you love Jesus. Let's go behind the curtain. You, you, you have to be circumcised. You have to follow the law. And if you don't follow the law, then you're not, you're not really truly a, a believer. You really don't love Jesus. Now, that, that seems extreme. Doesn't that seem extreme for, for, for today? I don't think that we're going to do that. I, I don't want to be the elder in charge of checking. Just saying. Uh, I, I, and I, what? Not, not it. Right? I, 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 don't, I think that that's a little extreme. But what we do have is we have the, the, this idea like, well, yeah, you say you love Jesus, but you don't worship the way in which I worship. You don't, you don't sing what I sing. You don't read the version that Paul read. It's a little inside joke between Dan and I the other day. But anyways, it, it, there's all of these legalities that you have to do this and. It's as if you have to have Jesus plus something else. No. That, that, that Jesus plus anything is heresy. And that's exactly what Paul is writing about here. So it's not about circumcision. It's about this idea that you say you love Jesus. Well, you have to do this and you have to do this and you have to do this. No, you don't have to do anything. Just like you don't have to come to church. 
You don't have to give of your, of your tithes and your talents or your time and your trade. You don't have to do that. We get to because of what He has done. We, we, we get to worship Him freely because of what He has done. And I think that that's, that's important because we have this huge movement um, that, that, that's kind of starting to sweep. Like, I can, I can live however I want because I'm covered by the grace of God. As long as I identify, well, yep, God's going to forgive me. I can do this, but guess what? Doesn't matter because God loves me anyways. Does God love you? Does God forgive Yes, it says that if we confess our sins, that He is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins, right? But that, that verse in 1 John doesn't stop there. It says, and purge us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why? So, because we have to understand that when we're in a relationship, let's look at marriage. I'm in a relationship with my wife. We, we, we've said our vows. We've been together over 20 years now. Does that mean that, oh, I know she's going to be there. I can go do whatever I want. I'm going to go get a girlfriend on the side. She's there. I mean, we're, we're still married. How would that go? I would have, yes, I would have a shoe print right here. At least a shoe print. Yeah, it would be, it'd be. Sweet little pastor's wife, Shay, baby, is, is a force to be reckoned with. Just think about that. When you think about that, think about how when we, and, and oh, there's, there's, there's no kids in here. This is how it's, it's termed in the Old Testament. When we whore ourselves against God, we whore ourselves out against God. We, we, we take our relationship with God and we're like, okay, you just stay home, baby. I'm going to go out and I'm going to have some fun. I'll be back. Oh, don't worry. I'm coming back, but I'm going to go out and, and, and have some fun first. That's appalling, right? But essentially, that's what, it, what has taken place when, when people say, oh, yes, God's grace is going to cover everything, but I can go do this. You don't understand God's grace. You don't understand the marriage relationship. What we have to do is when, when we, we look at texts like this, what Paul is reminding us, he says it's for freedom you have been set free. Are you bound by any law? Nope. Not the law, uh, not the, 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 the law of the flesh, not the, 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 the law of the world, not the law. He says the only law in which we are bound by is by the law of Christ. And what, what does Jesus say that that is? To, and I know that I've been saying this a lot lately, but we need to hear it. Love God and love people. That's the whole law is wrapped. And He even reminds it. He reminds us of, of this. For the whole law, in verse 14, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now when we think, when we think about this, I, I, I get just chills thinking, okay, it's for freedom that you've been set free. All right, I am free. What's that song? I am free to run. I am free to dance. Can't do that in Baptist church, though. I, I know, right? I'm just playing, just playing. 
I got roots, I can say that. So I understand we are free in Christ. We've been set free. The reason that we've been, we have freedom so that we can be free. I know that that's not, okay, you're belaboring this point. No! It's so that we can live a life of freedom. A few years ago, we did a Ten Commandments series, and we talked about how, yes, we don't have to live by the Ten Commandments as if that those are a way of righteousness, but those are guardrails for life. Those are directions, a guidance for us. And that we're free to live free. We've been set free so we can live free. Too many times we get, we, believers, brothers and sisters, we get like, all right, I'm a Christian. I can't do anything wrong. I got to watch what I do. You, and I steal this term from, you guys know Matt Chandler, right? Uh, him and I are like buds. Uh, I, I steal this term. We, we try to white knuckle. We white knuckle our, 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 our walk with God. I just got to try. I got to try. No, that's not freedom. That's bearing a burden in which you were never given. It's like when Jesus talks to the Pharisees and it says that the burden which you have put on the people, you yourselves aren't even lifting a finger. No, when we're just trying so hard, that's not freedom. What we have to understand is for freedom, we're free in Christ. Since we're in Christ, He's the one that's going to empower us to live like Him, right? What do you guys, you've heard me say this over and over and over again. Stop trying to be like Jesus, right? Quit trying to be like Jesus. Just let Jesus be Jesus inside of you. And that's what Paul is saying. For freedom, you have been set free. You are no longer a slave to sin. Okay, because I'm no longer a slave to sin, he says in Romans, I think five somewhere, he says we're slaves to righteousness, all right, I'm a slave to righteousness. That means I have a master. Who is my master? The Lord Jesus Christ. What does he want from me? He doesn't want anything. He deserves our love and our obedience. John uses love and obedience almost synonymously in his writings. If you love me, what does he say? Obey my commandments or you'll keep my commandments. Yeah. Paul here, he says, like, okay, it's not all about, all right, I'm keeping this commandment and this commandment and this commandment. It's saying the love of Christ just fills me. And because the love of Christ fills me, I can live freely. It's not I can do whatever I want. I, it, it, living free is doing what you're doing and having no strings attached, no guilt, no shame, no, no, no worry, because you're doing what God has put in you to do. It's not, well, I wonder if God wants me to do this. Delight yourself in the Lord and He'll give you the desires of your heart. Well, I don't know. No, delight yourself in the Lord. And then as you are doing, and as you are, are, are delighting in Him, taking the highest degree of pleasure and satisfaction in Him, as you are doing that, you are living free. I, I, I know for me, I can't speak for anyone else, but when, when I know that I'm doing what God wants me to do, there is just a... It's like you're, 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 you're on a beach, even though I don't like beaches, but it's like you're on a beach between two palm trees and a hammock. And the, the, a light breeze is blowing. And as the light breeze is blowing, you have no cares. 
No worries in the world. I mean, Snoop Dogg doesn't have it right. He, he's just kind of trying to you know, steal that. Some of you will watch a commercial and you'll see what I'm saying later on. But anyways, it's just like this freeing, I ain't got a care in the world. Because I know what I'm doing is what God wants me to do. It doesn't mean that, that, that it's going to be easy. Some of the toughest times I have faced in my life, and I'm sure that you have faced in your life, is that when you're doing what you know God wants you to do, there's an opposition. We were just talking about uh, Kurt just a, a few minutes ago. And him uh, in the ordination process, he's doing what he knows God wants him to do, but the, the opposition is just like slamming on him. But I'm sure if you ask him, he has a, a peace about it. Even though it's a struggle at times, there's a peace like, I, all right, I know what I'm doing, what I'm supposed to do. I don't have to, hold. Oh, does God want me to? No, it's like, okay, what do we need to do to get this done? Paul here, as he's saying, for freedom in Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Why does he say, okay, you, you who are free, stand firm and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery? Why does he say that? Because that's our tendency. That's our predisposition. Well, I know how to deal with, with this sin, so... Man, that, that, that standing firm in freedom and, and, and you know, following God, that, God, man, that's hard. I could just go back here to this sin. I know how to deal with the, the, the shame and the guilt and, and the conviction and everything that I feel here. I can deal with that. But over here, this is hard. Our, 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 our tendency is to want to go back to the old. You can't go back to the old because the old, whoa, did you see that fly? You guys didn't see it, but it was coming. It was coming in for a landing here. That's my Bob. I was watching Rocky. Uh, get away from me! Um, but we cannot go back to the old because the old is dead. The old's like Apollo. He's gone. Rocky. He's gone. Kind of like Nick. He's gone. Rocky. He's not coming back. Who's gonna go home and watch Rocky this weekend? Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't know how, those are like four or five movie references. But anyways, it's dead. The old is dead. Quit. And I know that I've used this, this before. I love this. I love this imagery. Quit dragging the dead corpse behind you. Quit dragging. That's why the fly. The flies are going to be on the dead corpse. Let go. Let go of the dead corpse. For freedom you have been set free. Don't return to this. Don't, don't pick up this yoke of slavery. I love how he goes on to say, and I know I've got to move on for sake of time here. I'm still trying to do that 25-minute thing, and it just ain't working out. In verse 4, he says, uh, he's talking about those who are, 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 and I know he's talking um, circumcision, but he's talking about the, the, the law, keeping the whole law. And his, his, the idea here is that if you're, if you're looking to the law to, to uh, um, uh, provide the way of righteousness, he says you are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. If you're looking to the law, and that's what the, these people would, would for the, uh, the, the circumcision, the, 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 the people that said you have to do this, you love Jesus, yeah, but you've got to do this. Those who are looking to, to the law here, they're severed from Christ. 
Meaning that they, 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 they're, they're adding something to Christ. And if we try to add anything to Christ, we missed. We missed what He has, he has come. We missed what He has done. He says in His last words, in some of His last words, it is finished. Let that sink in. Jesus on the cross said, it is finished. But you have to, be, you have to follow this, all the law. No! It is finished. His work is sufficient. You don't add anything to it. If you add to it, he says here, you have fallen away from grace. Now, I know that this is where some people contend, well, can you be saved and you can lose your salvation? You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into that because I don't believe you can lose your salvation. I, I firmly stand firm. I do not believe. I believe you're, you're eternally secure. What I think he's talking about here is those people are kind of on the fence. They're trying to get the best of both worlds. All right? And he's saying, no, if you do this, you, you lose the, the understanding of grace because you lose that you cannot earn grace because that would be a work to get grace. For, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And it is what? It's a gift and it's not of yourself. Absolutely. It's a gift that has been given to you. And this is what he says. He says, so you've fallen away. You don't understand it. Yeah, you might stand up in front of everybody and preach it, but you don't understand it if you're saying that you have to do this as you love Christ. I, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of holiness. I, I think we should live. We're called to live a holy life. I, I'm a huge proponent of that. But that, that, that holy life in which we are to live is not a life that we are to do on our own. And when I say that, it's not a life that we are to do a bunch of works to, to get this. It's, it's a life that is empowered by the Spirit of God. A life that, 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 that as, we, as we come forth, as we, as we are born again, the Spirit, the Spirit, is given to us. And as the Spirit is given to us, and, and, and the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives inside of us. He gives life to this mortal body. When we understand that, then we look at this and we're like, okay, freedom comes through living in the Spirit. Freedom comes through being guided by the Spirit. Paul says that later on in Galatians here, if you want to read further. He says in verse 6 that for, uh, in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. So he says the law and, or, or not the law. It doesn't matter. It's not about the law. He says, but only faith working through love. Now why does he say faith working through love? Because you cannot have faith. And I know this is difficult for some because you all know some cranky Christians. But you cannot have faith without love. Because it's, it says, what is our, what's the famous verse? For God so loved the world. God doesn't have to do anything, but because of His love. Why did He create? I get that question all the time. Well, why did God create the world if He knows what was going to happen? 
Why did God, this is the, 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 the big question, why did God, and this is the, the, the theological ignorant people, um, I'm sorry if you're sitting in here, um, why did God, and I shouldn't, it's not even that, and I say ignorant, not stupid, just, but ignorant and just don't know. Why did God put that tree in the middle of the Garden of Eden? Yeah, for a choice, but it, it's, it's so that love could be true love. It's all about love. And this is not a, a touchy-feely, I love you, man. No, this is an agape love. A love who, that has no strings attached. A love that, that, that has been displayed to us through the death of Jesus. As Paul is saying here, he says, only by faith working through love. Look down to um, verse 13. We'll start circling the, the, the runway here. We're getting ready to land. And I'm not preaching for the next couple of weeks because as you can see, I'm getting a little bottled up here. I want to get this. This is for my wife, really. Because if I keep things bottled up inside, she, she wants to kick me out. Get out of here, Jeremiah. Isaiah. Not Isaiah, because then I'll be running through the streets naked. I, I, I don't I don't want I don't want I don't want to do that. I mean I, I, I want to bring I, I want to bring people to the church, but not for the bad publicity and everything. Nope, 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 not gonna do that. Uh, verse 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Now when it says brothers, it's not only meaning the dudes. And some will say, well, he's talking about circumcision, so this is only talking about the guys. No, you're missing the point. It's all about the law. It's talking about you have to uh, uh, abide by the law. He's saying brothers, brothers and, and, and sisters. I don't know how the Greek word, how even to pronounce it. Aldelphios or something, right? Something like that. Aldelphios. I don't know. I didn't do very good in Greek. Oh. That's why they have translations. And computers. It's awesome because I have this, this computer program for the Greek. I can just hover my mouse over the Greek word and boom, it tells me what it is. It's awesome. I may or may not have used that in my Greek classes. Shh. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. So, so think about this. You're free, don't, but don't use your freedom as an opportunity for what? The flesh. Why does he say the flesh? Because it's the fleshly tendencies to go back to the bondage. He says, don't use your freedom to just say, oh, I can, I can do this. Shay, I'm going to go out for a day, on a date, but I'll come back. No, don't use this as an opportunity. An opportunity for the flesh, but it says, but through love serve one another. Again, I'll continue to use the marriage analogy. If I am loving my wife as I should, not just to get what I want, but if I'm loving my wife, and it says loving through serving her, if I'm serving my wife, I'm not going to have a desire to want to go out on a date with anyone else. Because my heart is knit to her. 
God has brought us together. I'm serving her. So it takes the temptation out of the picture. Now, I know that I, I've had pushback. Well, that, I've, I've loved my wife for X amount of years, but, you know, temptation's hard. No, you're, you're, you're loving your wife here on a surface level, but you're not loving your wife. You're not loving your spouse on a deep level. You're not loving God on a deep level. That's one, I, I mean, I'm a man. I have, you know, the, you, you deal with stuff. And, and my, my first defense when it comes to those type of, t- of temptations. Yes, I, I love my wife. That's not my first defense, though. My first defense is I love my God M- more than anything. My wife knows it. She comes second in my life. Just, kind of, just the same, I come second in her life. No, but understand that, 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 that temptation when it comes. I love God so deeply. Now, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not trying to flaunt it. I'm trying to say, like, we have a tendency to love God up here where everybody can see. But what about in here when no one, where no one can see? What, what, what's going on in here? Paul here says, you're, you're free. You're, you're, you're free to live in freedom. You've been set free. So not only can you live Live for God here where everybody can say, oh man, did you see him? Did you see her? They must love Jesus a whole lot. Not for just that, but for here. So you can know that what you're doing is what God wants you to do. Has made you to do. That that, that there's a desire in you to do. It comes from him. When he says, but love, or but through love, serve God. One another, you all know that that that, that my favorite uh, term that I have uh, coined because I've looked it up. There's no one else that uses this term. The Alelon principle. This this Alelon principle. This this action that takes place. It's a reciprocal action that takes place through uh, between believers. It is a uh, it's a given. It's a take. Think of a of a piston engine. This, this alelon, this, this serving one another, it's a serving. It's not expecting something in return. I don't serve my wife expecting something in return. If I say, hey, honey, guess what I did? I cleaned up the cat litter box. I don't say that so I get something in return. No, my, my, my heart is that I, I do that and she does things. And we, I mean, it's at back and forth service. That's how we, we, we are to live free. What sounds like bondage? No, it's not bondage. That's how God designed His people to live. It's to live lives that didn't focus on themselves, but looked to those uh, needs of others so we can live together. When it says that we're to not forsake the assembling together of the saints, it says there's a reason for it. Because we're to come together to stir one another up for what? Love and good works. Why? So that that, that we can remember that it's not all about me. It's not all about you. It's all about Him. It's keeping Him in the center. As we... Come in for our approach. Verse 14, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word. 
you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Don't be the scribe who says, well, who is my neighbor? I mean, come on. How about this? Let's start with loving those who are around you. Y'all have different circles. Let's start with loving those, serving those, welcoming those, encouraging those, equipping, praying for, respecting. Let's do all of that with those who are in our house or in our family or in our church. Because back to the beginning, when we're talking about being independent, but we're fully dependent if we want to see difference. If we, I, 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 yes, I want to see this nation different, but you know, I, I want to see our, our, our church different. Not so we can puff up our chest and say, look at us, no. But so people can see, wow, there is something different. Well, the difference is they understand what, what we're here for. Under, they understand what God has designed us for. To love and serve and, and encourage and equip one another. So that when, if you, if you can't stand your brother and sister in Christ now, guess what? You're going to be with them for eternity, right? It's, it's, it's going to be a long time. Why, why not start working on it now? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, as we do touch down, smoke comes off the tires, planes landed. But we cannot forget through all of this is what Paul is, it reminds every single church in which he writes to. He reminds them of the gospel, that good news of God's redemptive plan for sinful humanity, that good news of what Jesus did on the cross. That good news that, 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 that um, I don't have to face all of this alone. That good news of for freedom, Christ has set us free. How about this? Everybody stand. Stand, therefore. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank You for who You are. We thank You for what You're doing. God, we do uh, celebrate what um, you, you have done here in this nation. God, we do say, God bless America. God, You have shed Your grace on us. God, I, I, I thank You. We thank You for that. God, we, we, we pray that, that in this little old church, in this little old town, that we can have a stirring, a stirring to live for you, a stirring to continue on the great legacy of why people came here in the first place. God, and it all comes from you and from your word. God, let us be people of the word. Let, let, let us just, just want to, to, to know you more and more and more every day. God, it's my prayer if, there, if there's someone here or online or wherever that doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, doesn't have that marriage relationship, is not covenanted with you, God. My, my prayer is that they surrender their lives to you. And as they surrender their lives to you, they can see that they can let the, the past be the past 
and understand that you control their future. That in the present, that they can they can live for you because you live in them. God, for the rest of us that, that, that have that relationship with you, God, my prayer is that we can let go of the courts. God, that we can understand that freedom is what we've been given. We've been set free by what Christ has done. God, that we can glorifying to you in all we do. So when the, the enemy attacks, we can identify and say, get behind me, Satan. Because we're submitting to you or we're resisting him and he's going to flee from us. Father God, as we go from here, as we uh, um, are, are celebrating this today, as we know that there's high traffic and people vacations and everything like that, God, my, my prayers for safety on all of our, our, our people. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. We pray this all in your name, Jesus.